0: 1150 a.m. Welcome
1: to the Marie Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We have been re- playing recordings the last two Thursdays because I've been traveling with work, but I'm back in Seattle at, what was that, 45 degrees this evening? Something like that, you said?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's right like around that. there right now. Yeah.
1: Well, my first day in Wyoming when I woke up in the morning was 18 degrees, so oh it was gosh. a little bit chilly. <laughs> that's
0: a shock, dude. That, that was, was a shock, That's yeah. like two weeks ago.
1: That Well, actually, it was about a week ago. A week ago. Yeah, about a week ago. Well, still,
0: it wasn't even that cold. Well,
1: it, yeah. It
0: wasn't as cold now. It was like here. 60. Well,
1: you know, I get off, get on an airplane in Seattle. It's like, oh, 60 degrees, something like that. <laughs> and then I wake up in the morning and it's freezing like, in oh Wyoming. Oh my God, I'm
0: freezing. We got
1: about six inches of snow while, while I was there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it it was actually beautiful. I got to drive through the Tetons and I saw a whole list of animals. So I saw antelope, a herd of antelope. I saw five coyotes. Saw probably a couple hundred buffalo, these two huge um, masses of buffalo that would cross in front of the road in front of our car. It was That's awesome. Very entertaining. Yeah. It was great. I saw three moose, a porcupine, and a bunch of mule deer. So I was very much, oh, I saw elk too. I was very much engaged and entertained in all the beautiful wildlife there in Wyoming. And this was just in the regular, you know, roads around Jackson Hole. Yeah. So it wasn't, we weren't even in the Teton National Forest, although I think Jackson Hole is kind of in the middle of the whole thing, quite frankly.
0: That's just their natural. Yes. Like the people that live there just get to see that on a daily basis. On a daily basis.
1: I told Karen, you know, Karen's my assistant and she has a home in Jackson Hole. And so she was my tour guide. And I told her I thought I was on like a discovery animal show especially when they <laughs> you know, when did i walk on to the discovery channel exactly especially when the coyote were marching up to the beautiful antelope you know and then the antelope <laughs> would charge the coyote uh, because apparently they can't actually catch these antelopes it was actually fun watching them p- kind of play chase back and forth it was amazing so i'm thrilled to be back here in seattle i love my home it's wonderful i also want to thank everyone who took care of me when i was in eugene oregon so karen um oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry with my names, but Susan Tate took wonderful care of me while I was there. I got to stay in her mother-in-law's unit, actually traces mom's home, her husband's um, mom's home, beautiful place. And and then, of course, um, Susan let me use her office too. So thank you so much, Susan Tate. I had a wonderful time there. And um, then I want to give a shout out to the Teton Wellness Festival in Wyoming. I had a lovely time. Uh, It was very fun. Met a lot of wonderful people and met some fantastic presenters. It's really fun to kind of mingle with people who work in the same field of helping others to heal, um, which you don't get to do all the time. At least I don't get to do all the time. So it was absolutely wonderful. And I wanted to thank Marsha for letting me use her condo to give private sessions to individuals and Pamela for finding me a massage table. So I was taken well care of while I was there and I'm just appreciating everyone and also grateful to be back here in seattle and back on the radio show tonight we're talking about healing ourselves i really believe that people do heal themselves all the time so regardless of the practitioners that you go see, of course, their skill and their ability to facilitate your healing is important and can be very profound. But I think it's also equally important, if not more so important, to take responsibility for your health and the healing that occurs for you because you really are in charge of everything in your life manifesting from you know health situations to money situations to relationship situations to your joy situation. So you're creating and healing yourself all the time Or in many cases, um, not doing so. And it's not about feeling guilty or taking blame or that it's all your fault. It's more about learning how to charge and shift your energy in a way that also shifts your belief system. So that's what we're talking um, tonight on the radio show. And Tom, again, you've impressed me uh, (laughs) (laughs) because you took charge and and changed some of the financial situations in your life and created more prosperity for you. Yeah, so exciting and I know
0: I'm excited I'm very happy
1: I'm very happy for you yeah. too so uh congratulations and now you're working on mm-hmm. some health things yeah
0: quitting smoking I no so more proud cigarettes of you. getting wow. them out of here
1: oh that is so great yeah. yes. and
0: that and you know what and that's what? gonna save me a ton of money too <laughs> <There
1: you go. laughs> so it's like you change your price prosperity situation not only are you creating more wealth in your life but it just continues it yeah. just roller to save some more money by not smoking oh wow congratulations yes. that's wonderful that's great
0: it's so, gonna be rough but I'm gonna Oh, I'm I know you can with it. do it. Sticking I'm, with it.
1: Well, and you know, and all of us are back behind you know Janet and me and Karen. We're all thinking positively about you and and not smoking, so it'll be a shoe, and you'll you'll get through it very quickly, I'm okay. sure. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines?
0: Okay, we've got Holly calling from uh, Santa Cruz, California.
1: Hi, Holly. Don't tell me I just lost the. A- no, you're right here. Can you hear me? Hmm. Hi. Uh, hi. Yes. Hi, this is Marie. What can I do for you? Hello. Can you hear me?
0: Hold on one second here, Holly. (laughs) Let's get you sorted out there. There you go.
1: Holly, are you there? Yes, hi.
2: Hi. I I, um, spoke to you a couple of times about my son who has passed. Oh, right. Today, I noticed the subject is how can you heal yourself. Right. Right. And I, I recently uh have tendonitis in one of my shoulders. Ah. And mm-hmm. they want me to go to all these doctors and mm-hmm. I really am convinced that I can probably just let it heal on its own. Right. And I was wondering what you you know, what your input
1: Sure. Well, you know, one of the big parts of healing ourselves is, is also figuring out what is really going on you know so physical discomfort or or pain or illnesses it's really your body trying to speak to you and Uh shoulders are about burdens and I think that you know having your son pass pass away and all the circumstances that are that you're still very much involved in regarding his passing are a burden because you can't really let go it's hard for you to let go uh-huh. And and so that's what I believe is causing the problem in the shoulders is this, uh-huh. this burden. Okay. And, and, you know, and I think probably in about two years, because it's really hard to lose a child. I can't even imagine, uh-huh. you know, um, how challenging that would be to recover from such a loss. But I think in about two years, you're going to look back, and I'm not saying that your shoulder is going to need to hurt for two more years, But um, in two years, you're going to look back and you're going to be surprised at yourself and amazed that you were able to let go of certain circumstances. Because I think that you're still fighting to have this situation resolved in a way that makes you feel like, um, you know, you have an idea of how you can let go. But that means that a lot of things have to be changed and resolved. Even legal things need to be shifted and changed. And right. and I don't think that that's going to happen. I mean, I really, I don't think that, I mean, it could, it could very well happen. It could take maybe a decade to get certain things shifted exactly. weekly. Um, but the reality is that your son's really okay on the other side and content right. and doesn't think about these things.
2: Yeah. But I just don't want to have it happen to other children. I know.
1: I know you don't. And, and I, and I'm not disagreeing with how challenging i'm sure the situation has been but it's hurting you now The the constant thinking about it and the constant working towards it and it's almost like having an addiction you know that and it's hurt, hurting your shoulder and we're not sure else what else it's causing problems because even when i look in your body i'm in your digestive system and i feel a lot of stress yeah right and yeah s- definitely yeah and so it's really important that you learn to you know, find a way where you can eventually let go. I think it's going to take a two-year process, and and I don't think that's an extraordinarily long period of time after experiencing such a traumatic, um, traumatic, you know, loss. I think that that's pretty reasonable. And
2: it's been two and a half years, so
1: already, right? Yeah. So so we'll probably be at the four, you know, and a half to five-year mark when you're going to be able to really begin to go back to living your life and not be so caught up in the drama and the trauma of something that happened two and a half years ago.
2: And that's kind of what they forecast when the trial would be over. Wow.
1: Wow. um, Wow. Wow.
2: Who knows? It might be a little longer, but I, 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 get what you mean about things may not be resolved because, um, we're up against this big, establishment
1: you know? yeah and and also the legal you know you're up up, up against the law basically you know yeah. and it's so it's it's literally co- <laughs> literally you are literally, literally. and it's yeah. it is a tragedy you know what occurred overall but in another you know anything could be a tragedy we could look at anything in the world and and see how horrible a certain circumstance is uh-huh. and eventually we have to be able to find you know, a place where we can be okay with what happens in the world. Yeah, you know? and,
2: and there's always something, someone that has it worse too.
1: Sure, that's another that's, way to look at it.
2: That's another, that's how I try to help myself.
1: I think that's another way to look at it. So here's, here's something that may help that tinnitus in your shoulder, okay? Okay. And it's actually creeping down your shoulder. So in my mind, it's not just in the shoulder. It's going yeah, down it's through the muscle. Almost down to the elbow. <laughs> exactly. And so the area all the way down to the elbow, that's about your throat chakra. It's about speaking your truth. And Lord knows you're speaking your truth about what happened with your son, and you have been nonstop since the uh-huh. moment it occurred. And, but there are other truths as well. You know, there's truths that in terms of coming into a place of just really allowing yourself to grieve. You know, just grieving not exactly the circumstances, but just grieving the loss of a human being that you love.
2: Oh, that's so funny, because I just was listening to this song called Just Breathe.
1: Aww.
2: And I, it, it carried me through the beginning of the loss, that song.
1: Good. Because, you know, really what happened is you're a mother who lost a beautiful being that you love very much and 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 I think the circumstances of your son's passing have distracted you so significantly that you've probably backed away from the real grief process of it you know it's like when people get divorced they get all caught up in who did what and and who owes who and blah 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 and and when it when we're working on the grief of losing a marriage it's really about the dreams that we had of loving an, an individual of creating a family together of of the dream that we had of, of what that means. And that's uh-huh. the area, that's where you really need to spend your time speaking, writing, journaling, and grieving about, because it, that's the part that you don't really want to look at. It's easier to be frustrated and angry and go about and try to change laws versus really just sit down and feel your pain about losing your beautiful baby. It's
2: funny you change laws because I didn't, I don't remember telling you that, but that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> um,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, so if you could start to do some journaling about the real loss of this, you know, beautiful child, and and the loss of being a mother, you know, to him, mm-hmm. and, and the the reality is, you can still be his mother because I don't believe anyone actually oh, yeah. dies, right? I, I
2: believe that too. I I just have a problem writing with my hand because ah. I I have tremors. Ah. And I don't know why.
1: Okay, so if writing's difficult for you, yeah. well it just you know, it's trickling all the way down into those lovely hands as well. Both hands, actually. Both of them, <laughs> wow. And you can actually talk out loud because you just want to express something. So it's about the throat chakra and it's about expressing. So you can talk to the wall, a cat, a plant, a rock. I have a dog. (laughs) Great. Dogs are wonderful. That'll be perfect. So you can clear this out and kind of stay in more of a balanced place when it comes to whatever legal actions that are occurring around you. Rather than Uh getting caught up in you know, I wish this hadn't happened and this better not happen again, because there there always will be tragedies throughout the world yeah. right, that occur. And there are reasons why people leave their bodies. And they're there, I believe that I don't believe there's an accident when someone leaves their body. I believe that it's a decision that they made on a subconscious level way before the event occurred, you know, whether they get a physical illness or they're, murdered, or um, an accidental drug overdose, or anything of that nature. I, uh-huh. I don't believe that it's a coincidence. I believe it's a synchronicity, and the soul is ready to leave. And, and, and so we can fight all the battles we want, but when it's time for us to go, it's time for us to go.
2: Yeah, and, I, I feel him here a lot. Pardon? I, I feel him here a lot. Oh yeah.
1: Still. Well, you know, it's it's hard for him not to be around you because he's he's feeling fine and happy and content except for when he looks over and sees how hard all of this is for you. Yeah. You know, and so then he he absolutely does stay by you and, and tries to get you to smile and feel good about whatever circumstances are occurring in your life. Yeah,
2: and I'm I'm trying to do the same so he could go do this <laughs> Yeah.
1: So. And it's okay. I I mean, grief is subjective. It's an individual experience yeah. and people people. People can be in grief for years. There's no time limit.
2: And it kind of hits you out of nowhere, too. You could be in the middle of the grocery store and
1: absolutely and and so what we want to do right now for you holly is you know help you to maintain your physical health and well-being and not mm-hmm. let the truth of what's really going on not the distraction of the courts mm-hmm. and all of that but the truth of what's really going on allowing that to be expressed and felt so that the energy doesn't get stuck in your body because when we don't feel our emotions energy literally gets stuck in our stuck in our cells and our dna and our joints and our muscles and our tissues okay and so, and can
2: you clarify what you mean by The
1: the truth, yeah, the truth about you you know, because you're fighting a battle, a huge, gigantic battle against Uh establishment, basically, Uh because of you know your son's tragic loss, and and the truth in my mind is that you're a mother who's lost a child. And you get distracted about the real essence of your grief, in my opinion. You know, you get angry and frustrated and you fight the system and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Versus staying in the true sense of it. You know, when we lose a child, how we lose anyone that we love isn't necessarily the biggest situation, even though clearly you've made it that way right now. The, The situation, the clear, true situation is that you are not having a child to mother. And that you miss him very much. And so that's the real grief. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why I have a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So please do your best to talk to your dog about what you're really feeling because I think it'll ease up on the court cases. In other words, you won't feel so addicted to them or that you have to participate them in 24-7 because it's a lot of negative talk anyway, and it's created a lot of frustration and anger on both sides. And that's not good for your body either. Especially recently. I bet. I bet that's probably why the tinnitus acted up. So so that's what I would do. And you know, um, tonight on the Marie Manuteri Show, for those who call in, we're giving away free CDs because this is our year anniversary. We have been on the air for one year this month, October.
2: Awesome. Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm so surprised myself. So what I would like for you to do, Holly, is um, when you have time, write into my website at Uh www.energyintuitive.com, leave your name and your address Uh and which CD you want. And then on Monday, Karen will send it to you in the mail. Thank you. As a Very thank much. you, you're welcome. That's for anyone who calls in, and um, so I wish you a lovely, lovely um, evening. and to you. And go ahead and do your exercises. But if your, you know, shoulder doesn't feel better, don't hesitate going to see the doctor.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Have a wonderful bye. evening. You too. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye. So yes, it's one year since we started the radio show here on k Isn't that shocking? Yeah,
0: it doesn't even seem like that long.
1: I know. It seems like a couple months. Yeah. Right? And so for the rest of the month, all the live shows we have, which I believe we have three left, um, we're giving away CDs. Um, So you can go onto the website and pick which CD you want. And then call in and uh, and you got to be on the air first. You got to be on the air first. You got to be on the air first. Thank you. So, what phone numbers are those that people can use to get to the radio station today?
0: speaking of that, that (laughs) would be helpful for them, huh? Yeah.
1: They can give us a call
0: at 1 877 825 8828. That number one more time, 877 825 8828. Or toll, or that, no, that is toll free, or locally (laughs) at uh, 425 373 5527.
1: Poor Tom has a little bit of a cold.
0: I know. It's, I'm, I can hear it in my own voice. I'm way <laughs> yeah. congested right now.
1: So he's, you know, just having to relook at everything just a little <laughs> bit because his eyes aren't focusing as much. Yeah, so not only have we been on the radio for a year, we're also in the top five of, the, yeah. of all the shows here on KKW, which is amazing. One year's time, and we're in the top five. Yeah. So the the reason why I know um, people heal themselves is I personally had a health issue, about a decade long health issue. I had systemic candida, that means an overgrowth of yeast in my body, not just in one place, in multiple places. And I was um, at the time that I finally figured out what was actually perhaps going wrong with me. Um, I was a nurse at the time, and I had been having symptoms for a very long period of time. And I went to a traditional or contemporary physicians, excuse me, contemporary physicians and, and tried various products and ways to heal my body. And for me, they didn't work. And so eventually, because I actually got sicker and sicker and was um, about to need some even deeper intervention, um, a biopsy, which uh, I ultimately didn 't need because I decided to seek out a holistic practitioner and and got on some vitamins and some herbs that were really great for my body and During this time, I was visiting this one natural path um, who lives locally in the Washington area, and she would ask me a question over and over again she would ask me if I was happy she would ask me if I loved myself. And I remember thinking, well, of course I love myself. Of course I do. You know, I had read at that point pretty much every self-help book that had been published. Um, Now I'm not reading as many as I used to, but I like to say I've read every self-help book on the planet, which of course I haven't. Um, And so I could rotely say, of course I love myself. Of course I love myself. And then the reality is that loving yourself is really about a feeling. It's not a thought. It's not something that you can routinely just flow out of your mouth. It's actually a feeling. And so for those of you who have children and you You feel deep love for your children, then that's a perfect barometer for you to know how much love you need to feel for yourself. If you have pets, again, a lot of people cherish and love their children as much as, I mean, their pets as much as people love their children. So all of that's very important, the feeling aspect. And it wasn't until I started to actually begin to feel love for myself, I noticed this huge dichotomy between thinking self-love and loving myself, then my body actually began to heal. And in that healing process I ran into, um, I read a wonderful book. In fact, we're going to see if we can get Donna Gates on the radio show, thanks to someone who wrote into the show wanting her to come on. Um, She's an author, wrote the book, The Body Ecology Diet, which really changed my immune system and allowed me to heal and not need to take drugs or things of that to stay healthy because I was exhausted. My immune system had been depleted with the systemic candida in my body. So I've learned myself um, the hard way uh, or what you may consider the challenging way that we can heal ourselves. We have people in the world who can facilitate that healing for us, but it's really through our mind, our spirit, our body, our belief system that we begin to heal. So why don't we continue on to the phone lines, Tom?
0: Okay, we've got Monette calling from Florida.
1: Hi, Monette. Hello. 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 Is this Monette? Yes, it is. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. What can I do for you tonight?
2: Um,
3: Well, basically, um, the past couple of days, I've been noticing um, like a sort of burning sensation in my
1: hip. Uh Uh-huh. On both of them or more on the right? It
3: it started on the right. Uh Uh-huh. it um, went on to the to the left as well.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: And um, I was wondering if it was linked to, because I'm just going through so many changes in my life right now. Right. And um, I was wondering if it was, you know, relating to
1: that. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I was in your right hip, you know, as you were speaking, and it's—I don't normally. I used to feel physical pain when I worked on people uh, in the very beginning. That's how I interpreted, you know, what was going on with them. I would actually feel it myself, and it's a very rare occurrence for me these days. But my rip, right hip is not feeling very good right now, and so my—oh, oh. it's—it's perfectly fine. It's part of being a psychic and an intuitive. But my heart goes out for you because it's really uncomfortable, and you're a very clear person, you're the type of person who pays attention to detail. And so the detail of your hips bothering you is probably on your mind all all the time. Is that true? Yes. Okay. So hips are about moving forward in one's life. That's literally what they're about. And you just said something to the effect that you have a lot of changes, you know, that are in front of you. And so that means you need to make some choices. And that means that you have to move forward. Correct? Yeah. And so there's a part of you that doesn't want to, you, you know, there's a part of you that's like, oh, I don't want to move forward. I don't want to move forward. You know, um, is there a history of arthritis in your family?
3: Um, I
1: not, not that I know of. Okay. Well, I think you would know again, you pay great attention to detail. The reason why I ask the ca- question is when I look on the genetic lines of your family, so both of your parents and the generations beyond them, I see people who have a hard time letting go of the past on both sides of the family. And that's kind of that can be related to arthritis or degenerative joint diseases, things of that nature. When people have a hard time letting go of the past, their muscles contract and then their joints get very tight and they decrease the amount of synovial fluid that they're producing. And it can lead to arthritic situations. And so here's what happens when you're in your hips, by the way. You know, you <laughs> have all these changes that are up in your life you have to make choices actually some of them relatively soon and you're not sure which choice to make and and then you also as well as your parents it's hard for you to let go of the past and so when when you can't let go of the past it's so scary to choose a new future because you're afraid you're going to make mistakes like the ones you think you've already made in the past and the reality is is no one can make a mistake and as i'm speaking to you i don't know if you can feel anything but your right hip is starting to release some stagnant energy and it began to release the energy when i said that there are no mistakes in life there literally are none and that's so important for people to understand so that they can really surrender and let go of whatever circumstances they believe they failed at or they missed the boat or mm-hmm. you know that were challenging for them so Your right hip is like releasing tons of stagnant energy right now. It's like (laughs) if you and I were sitting in the same room, I would, because I I actually can see it, but it's like a big puff of billowing gray smoke, but kind of shooting, you know, out of your hip, which is fantastic. So here's your homework assignment. I want you to lay down and put your hand on your lower abdomen for 10 minutes every day. And you're going to kind of move in your body in a meditative state. And then I want you to repeat a mantra for 10 minutes, either silently or out loud. And the mantra is, I have always done the very best I could in every every situation of my life with what I knew at the time. And and that will help free out the energy inside your hips, of course, in this whole lower pelvic cavity. It will help you let go of the past. But more importantly, at least right now in your life, since you have so many choices up in front of you, it'll help you to choose whatever's in your highest good because you won't have that fear of, oh, my gosh, I'm going to mess up. Okay. Do You know what I mean? Yes. I okay. So does this sound helpful? Yes, it, it, it does. Good. Um, it does. Good. And and then when your hip starts to feel better, because it, it actually will start feeling better either tonight or first thing in the morning, because you're letting go of so much stagnant energy, I want you to appreciate yourself. Because even though I'm talking to you about it and I'm talking to the subatomic particles in your hip, you're the one who's allowing it to happen. You know, I can't force anyone to shift their energy. I can offer suggestions. I can provide my presence there. I can be as unconditional and as loving as I can be towards a a situation for an individual. But they're the ones who really allow it to happen. So when you wake up in the morning and you move your hip around because you're very, um, again, you're very logical and you take accurate inventory of your life circumstances. So you're going to wake up and you're going to move that hip around and go, huh, okay, yeah, that's not hurting as bad, huh? (laughs) <laughs> and cuz that's what's going to happen and and then I want you to sit down and appreciate you. Give yourself a big hug. Give yourself a kiss. Literally kiss your arm. You know, look in the mirror and say I love you. Just truly truly appreciate yourself cuz that will help your hip get better even faster. Awesome. Okay? That's good. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for calling in, and uh, go ahead and write into the website, www.energyintuitive.com. Leave us your name and your address and which CD you want. I have six CDs, and they are listed on my website. I have Embrace Your Intuition, um, Balancing the Human Energy System, and then four recordings of classes that are actually quite funny. In fact, one of them is called The Paranormal, and it's all about kind of Halloween and you know, what some people may consider spooky things, um, but I talk about it from a spiritual point of view. So pick out a CD, and then Karen will send it to you on Monday.
4: Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. You're
1: welcome. Have a wonderful evening. Oh, you yes, too. All right. Bye-bye. So we're talking about healing yourself here on the Marie Cherry Show, and I've just learned from my own personal experience, as well as working with thousands of clients, um, about how important it is to take responsibility for your own healing, meaning that you're the one who who does it because ultimately there'll be other things that we need to heal about. You know, maybe one day our our back is hurting or our hip or our shoulder and it gets better. We need to congratulate and appreciate ourselves regardless of whatever facilitators came in to assist us with that because there could be something a couple years down the road. Maybe it's a a broken toe or maybe it's a bank account that needs to have more resources in it because healing is about healing anything and everything in our life. So we're going to take a little break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show and we will be right back.
0: The July Reiki Workshop is now full. No need to worry. Marie will teach another Reiki Workshop in November. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn how to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants while Marie uses her symbolic site to provide individual feedback. You will learn detailed information about the chakra system. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level, and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Reiki is still Marie's favorite modality. This is truly a transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. Enrollment is limited, booklet included. This is Tom with the Good 7 weather forecast here on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM KKNW. For tonight, some cloudy skies and some lower temperatures getting down to around the low 40s. For Thursday, a chance of some more rain with some cloudy skies and high temperatures getting around to the mid fifties. So you like some blowhard barking at you about politics? Really? Well, this isn't the station for you. Alternative Talk, eleven fifty.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. This evening, we're talking about how to heal yourself, that you really are the being who's healing yourself. And the best way I know how to do this, I mean, there are many ways that you can get in touch with yourself, but you literally have to ask yourself what's going on. In other words, you have to talk to your body. Recently, I had some, um, and then we'll get to you, Tom. We'll actually have you do a little bit of a healing on, on your cold. Ooh, won't that be fun? So um, recently I've had a a little bit of stress in my life, which, you know, I I really wasn't aware of, quite frankly, but my body started to talk to me. And uh, when I was in um, Wyoming, the keynote speaker there, her name is Jill Taylor, in fact, she'll be in on the Oprah Show next week, she was talking about talking to her body. She had suffered a stroke, and she gave this beautiful talk. It was very inspiring, and she reminded me how important it is to talk to our body. So I actually had a little chat with that part of my body, and I was so surprised with the answers that I got. You don't have to believe that you're a psychic or that you're intuitive, even though in my mind everyone is very, very intuitive. I think it's normal, and natural to be intuitive. You don't have to be a practicing psychic or intuitive or have this complete belief system that you're psychic in order to get information from your body. But what you do have to do is listen. You have to be willing to hear anything that your mind or your soul or your being may offer you in terms of information. So you have to let go of the outcome. You have to Be neutral. Be okay with whatever information that comes through while you're doing this investigation. So that's very, very important. And I think that's the part where people have the most challenges. A lot of people are afraid to listen to their their selves. They're afraid they're going to hear, oh, my gosh, I have cancer. Or, oh, my gosh, I've got MS or something of that nature. And if, indeed, you hear something like that in a neutral way, because that's how the universe communicates to us is through neutrality, not through fear. Because fear is really ego. Um, which I think we've talked about a few times on the show here. Um, When you're getting the neutral answer, then, of course, if something serious comes up in terms of that, you do want to go and make sure that you have um, a checkup and make sure that everything's okay. But most of the time, when you really learn how to listen to your body, you're preventing serious health issues. You're catching things early. You're creating healthy cellular and molecular changes in your body, and you're allowing yourself to heal before things get really, really serious. So, Tom, why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines?
0: Okay, we've got Carrie calling from Salt Lake City, Utah.
1: Hi, Carrie. Hello, Carrie. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm great. I was just in the airport in your town twice this week. Oh, uh, on my fun. fun. <laughs> Actually, it was a very nice airport. Um,
3: it, is, it is nice.
1: It's very nice. Ate breakfast there on a uh, Wednesday, I believe Tuesday. I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah, so I had a three-hour layover, so it was lovely. So, what can I do for you?
3: Well, I was calling to get um, a follow-up on some homework that you gave me about three months ago. All right, (laughs) and I wanted to see if you if you see any progress um, or anything that might have be changing energetically. Mm -hmm. Um, Me an affirmation, um, which I loved. It's just so simple, and I love things that are simple. Um, just to tell myself that I'm lovable
1: several times a day. Right.
3: And I've been doing it ever since you suggested it.
1: Um, Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you.
3: So yeah. I wanted to see if <laughs> if it's working, <laughs> if i making any change, or if there's anything you might want to add.
1: Sure. Um, and so I'm assuming this was kind of a guy-related thing, that I gave you that type it, of an exercise. And yeah. this,
3: exactly. And you had some really interesting things to tell me about my uh, fourth chakra, the heart ah. chakra in the back.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: You said it was really wide open, and then I have a long history. Like, it went back way into my childhood, maybe even farther back,
2: mm-hmm.
3: where I have um, a tendency to to trust people mm-hmm. before they've actually earned my trust, I Wow.
1: Guess. Wow. Well... Here's what I get, you know, and and I don't remember all of that conversation because, as you know, I talk to a lot of people. Sure. Um, But I will tell you that as soon as, you know, I I knew that you wanted to know if you've made any progress, of course the answer in my mind is absolutely yes. I'm in your brain, and I'm in a lot of the cells in your spinal cord, interesting Mm -hmm. enough, which is an important part when we're talking about transformation because we're talking about synovial fluid that's really – Not synovial, but, you know, spinal fluid. Excuse me, I'm getting all confused with my fluids tonight. So Mm -hmm. we're in spinal fluid encased in the spinal column, and it feeds information to the brain. So you're making significant shifts in your belief system, significant ones, Mm. and with all the lovely chance that you're saying, I'm lovable, I'm lovable. It's sneaking into your subconscious, which is really important. You know, this, the consciousness actually feeds the subconscious and then the subconscious kind of runs off with everything that we feed it from our conscious mind. And then we're not really aware of all the things that we're thinking and ultimately feeling. And so you're making excellent strides. And it's so funny because when I'm in the spinal fluid, I can hear your cells. They're not arguing as much as they were maybe like three weeks ago, a month ago. There, you know, every time you say I'm lovable, and now there's all these new tapes that are being created from I'm lovable, because that's such a wonderful and precious thing to say to oneself. Um, And so I'm not hearing this argument, I'm hearing like a hesitation, like a positive affirmation or language is being, you know, passed in your cells in this beautiful spinal fluid. And instead of what you used to have, you know, an argument or, no, that's not true, you know, from another cell that's stronger and more permeable. Um, I'm just hearing space. Like, it's almost like your cells are waiting for an attack of, that's not true, that's not true, and then there isn't one. So you're making significant progress, and you probably feel different.
3: Well, I've had a couple of very interesting dreams. Really? Yeah, that I think, um, and I can't even remember the dreams off the top of my head, but um, (laughs) as we've been talking, I remembered, oh, yeah, I had two dreams that I think maybe are kind of indicating to me that um, I might be making some progress. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. how do you... Do need, do, how long do you think I need to do this forever? <laughs> forever.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I I think that loving ourselves is is a constant, you know, uh, situation that needs to occur on a regular basis. Just like that, that would be like asking, should I stop? When should I stop telling my children that I love them? You know, it's it's right. that will never happen. I tell them that every single time I talk to them on the phone. You know that I love but them.
3: I guess as far as diligently as I've been doing it, I mean, I certainly. Right. Will. Well, I'm continuing to do it, but, you know, I'm making such a conscious effort to do it at least, you know, hopefully twice a day.
1: Right. Well, and and I think your question is excellent, actually. And what I would hope that what happens is that eventually becomes really fun and that you're excited to do it. It's just as easy it is for me to tell my daughters that I love them. You know, that's how... Easy, spontaneous, fun, exciting. I would love it to be for you to tell yourself that you're lovable or any other wonderful thing that's the truth of your being. Because we're all amazing, spectacular, talented, creative individuals. And we have forgotten this. Somehow, you know, the human the humanness of us, I would say what I call social consciousness, thinks and feels the complete opposite, which is a lie. It's a total and complete lie. Everyone is intelligent, everyone's amazing. And so that's what you're coming back to is the truth of your being, and so I would hope that it becomes more frequent, even more so than twice a day, and that it's fun, spontaneous, you enjoy it as if you're talking to a beloved friend, child, pet, okay, how does that sound? That sounds good
3: do you see a, a, go ahead, actually me drawing in somebody different
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually do. I really positively absolutely do. And I was going to ask you a question because, you know, I'm in the spinal fluid. I can't leave your spinal fluid. I'm in your spine. It's so beautiful. That part of the body with this beautiful white membrane um, tissue is just phenomenal. So I was going to ask you, have you noticed that your posture's changed or um, your equilibrium Mm. in some way? Or do you know that you're more flexible? Or is, is there something you've noticed in regard to your spine and your posture? That's changed, perhaps, in the last month. You
3: know, I I don't know if I've noticed anything, Mm -hmm. and I have bad posture. Uh (laughs) I'm taller, and I'm always, like, slumped over. (laughs) Um, I'll have to ask uh, a family member. Right. (laughs) It's always
1: nagging me about that. Have you noticed if people around you have commented positively about you, like, oh, wow, you look great, or you look different, or anything of that nature?
3: No, nothing
1: unusual. Okay. Good. No. So kind no. of th- those will be other indicators that you're really making positive change. that Cells are creating more of a lasting effect um, that you, people will just come up to you and say, oh, you look great. Or what are you doing? Or, you know, they'll make more positive um, comments to you. OK, so keep that, you know, keep notes of that because I'd love to hear about that in the future.
3: Okay. And so when do you
1: think I might, or do you not want to say? I I absolutely, and (laughs) it's funny, even though, and I appreciate you asking me the question. I've been hearing you ask me the question since the moment I started talking to you. (laughs) Really. And you're going to meet someone when number one, you don't care as much Mm -hmm. when you're having fun being who you are. (laughs) <laughs> and it will just happen in a spontaneous way. And, of course, it will be an improvement because people love us to the ability that we love ourselves. People can't love us more than we love ourselves, um, particularly in partnership. It's really challenging um, okay. for individuals. So, yes, absolutely you will pick a different person.
3: Okay, good. Okay. and Do I have time for one more quick? Well, I don't know if it's quick, but I don't want to keep people if they're waiting. Okay, quick just a career. I am oh, really career. don't uh-huh. know what to do and <laughs> just throw right. it at
1: me. <laughs> well, the, the, I am seeing actually one thing and I'm, it has to do with being creative. So if you have um, a history of working in creative fields like art, then that's something I would look at again. If you don't, then I would definitely consider taking some classes because I'm in pencils and clay and and oils and canvas. And when you mentioned the word career, those were all the visuals that came up for me.
3: Really? So not a nonprofit?
1: <laughs> well, maybe you can be creative within the nonprofit. Okay. But it's, it's going to be creative definitely. Okay. And go uh, ahead and write into the website, www.energyintuitive.com. Leave us your name and your address and which CD that you want. I
3: will. Thank you so much. That's so awesome. I can't wait to, I'm excited to get the CD. Great, so. great. And keep me
1: posted. I will. Thanks All right. again. Thank you. You're welcome, right, bye-bye. Carrie. Bye-bye. So Tom, why don't we continue on to the phone lines?
0: Okay. We've got Suki on the line calling from Seattle.
1: Hi, Suki. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm I am good, and do, um, happy do I, to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Do I actually know you? Because your name sounds so familiar.
5: Um, we both know Astrid.
1: Oh, great. Oh, wonderful. Tell her I said hello. Are
5: so, you, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, to um,
1: connect with you live. Great. So what can I do for you, Suki?
5: Um, I've been a widow for mm-hmm. five years, mm-hmm. and I was my husband's caregiver, mm-hmm. and was with pretty tired, pretty, um, worn out by the end. Right. And now, um, I'm just starting to wonder about what kind of physical or metaphysical healing steps I can take to start opening up the possibility of finding a new partner.
1: Oh, well, first of all, I just want to congratulate you for, you know, walking through all the dark cycles of grief and, and, um, did your husband have dark hair? Brown hair, yeah, yeah, okay. brown hair. Um, because there is a gentleman standing next to you, and he's actually quite talkative with me, which I so appreciate. But he tells me that he was kind of demanding. He was demanding. Yeah, was he demanding when he, uh, if he had his health issues, was he demanding? He had early onset Alzheimer's. Mm, so so was the demanding. His was tremendous. Okay, so there you go. That's the demanding part of it. <laughs>
5: right. Well, I <I'm>, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, that's what I'm being told, you know, by him that he was very demanding. You know, that's what I'm getting as a I
5: you know, if, if, if that's him, I would like to make it clear that it was less about him being demanding and more about the circumstances of that right.
1: particular illness. Right. Well, you know, as he's standing behind you and he can hear everything that you say, he knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling. People who live on the other side have full access to our world.
5: It's, oh, I feel him around me. All yeah, the time. Yeah.
1: And when he was talking about this, de- you know, this demanding, and of course it could be looked at in it slightly different translation I see him just completely appreciating you you know that wow you know you had to do all of this for me I was demanding that's what he says to me or what he's saying to you and I'm translating and so he's completely appreciating you and grateful that you're in a space where perhaps you'll allow yourself to be in a relationship with someone who can take care of you as much as you can take care of them
5: With you know which is pretty much what he was doing until he became ill. Uh, I felt we were we were very well balanced that mm-hmm, way, mm-hmm. and um, we actually had a couple of conversations before he died where I was saying, "You have to send someone to me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to vet some guy and
1: push him my way." And he was relatively young when he passed. I mean, I'm he not was sixty-three. Yes, 63. that's young, and you know. So yeah, he's he doesn't look like an elderly gentleman no, to he me, kept as I see. Looking
5: younger and younger, got more and more ill. It was very
1: Aww. intriguing. Oh, and and so I don't know if he's going to actually pick someone for you or not, um, because I think you're going to have a completely different relationship. I really do. I think you're going to have more of a creative one because you tend to be very task oriented in, in my mind when I look at you. And so if you could, and of course you can disagree with anything I say, and so if you could have someone in your life who's more playful, you know, more, and I mean free play, like running out into a muddy street, you know, and getting all dirty and having leaves all over you and just, you know, falling on the ground and cracking up, you know, just that. More spontaneous. Exactly. More spontaneous. You know, I
5: think actually, um, I am really spontaneous and that kind of (laughs) has to go out that, you know, when you are a caregiver, that goes out the window. Right. 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 So,
1: um But you're also very responsible. You know, that's the type of person you are. You're very responsible. And it's hard to be spontaneous when you're so responsible, at, at least in my opinion. And I actually know that from personal experience. So, yeah. so that's the type of person that you're, you know, would be in your highest good, in my mind, in terms of partnering with. And so I think the best way that you can meet someone like that is to begin to be more playful and to be to do more spontaneous things, things that you wouldn't normally think of, of doing. And maybe you can hit up Astrid for some ideas because she can be pretty playful sometimes. Are you there? No, oh yeah, no,
5: I'm standing (laughs) here absorbing it all. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) No,
5: it sounds wonderful. And I'm also wondering, just because um, I was not only looking after him, but I was mm -hmm. a full-time freelance writer and raising our daughter, Mm. uh, no family in the area. I I was pretty well stripped out by the by yeah. the time
1: he left. Yeah. It's and exhausting. also then
5: after, our daughter left two years later to go to college. And so, right. what's a maybe the two answers are exactly the same. What is a good way to begin to replenish those stores of physical energy?
1: Right. And so that's a perfect question. Um, because when I look at that time period when your husband was ill, you didn't really let people help you as much either until you absolutely had to. When it was just like, okay, I I absolutely can't do this. That, you know,
5: that's true. And I mm-hmm. think that that has to do also with the nature of the illness and the, you know, respecting his privacy and his dignity.
1: Mm-hmm. Although, although, yes, it does. Although it's a teeny bit of an excuse because Alzheimer's people don't remember, you know, they they don't remember what happened Their Their current memory disappears. It's only their long-term memory. So, so it's just a teeny bit of an excuse and the exercise to help replenish your body is to really allow energy in through the back of your heart chakra. So the the heart chakra, um, there's a front and a back portion in the way that I see the chakra system. Hmm. And the back portion is in between the shoulder blades. And you have a very large heart chakra, so you're an empath that fills your entire chest cavity. And if you can start to visualize energy moving into your back, that would be fantastic. And everything's made. Oh, of... getting killed. Good. So everything's made out of energy. My right. favorite thing to do is to visualize a flock of blue herons. I didn't see one blue heron when I was in Wyoming, and I was looking. I guess it was just a little too cold oh, there. I love herons. Good. So when anyone compliments you or says thank you, I love you, have a nice day, cute hair, it acknowledges you in any way, that's a reminder for you to receive energy through your back and you don't have to wait till someone acknowledges you um, but people who are not great at receiving do need to pay attention to those reminders otherwise they're just going to forget the whole thing and not do it and and so in my mind that is the main reason why you didn't have as much help as you could have is because it's been hard for you to receive and then you know you had to use so much of your own energy system to maintain the livelihood of your home and also taking care of your daughter and, and your husband. And then you haven't been able to replenish as of yet because receiving is not your favorite thing.
5: I'm sorry. I couldn't hear the
1: last. Because receiving is not your favorite thing. Oh, it could be. Excellent. <laughs> I like that answer. And, and that's the type of partner I would love for you to have, you know, someone who can be spontaneously fun and, and who loves to give and, and men who love to give are going to be attracted to a woman who enjoys receiving. So you want to practice that. Right. Okay. And your husband adores you and loves you, and he's very um, uh, grateful for everything you did for him during his illnesses. So you he's, know,
5: I know all that. I, I love hearing you say it. and mm-hmm. It's I really true. It, and...
1: So thank yeah. you for doing that. That was very heartfelt, caring for him.
5: Well, it was a, you know, despite, I shouldn't say despite, it. it was a, it was a glorious marriage.
1: Good, congratulations
5: yeah, I I
1: congratulations um,
5: ready to ready to move on to something
1: absolutely. and I think yeah. five years is a significant amount of time for healing and perfect time. You're feeling all of this at a perfect time, I think to move forward. so make sure you go to the website www.energyintuitive.com and give your name and address and what CD you want um, because we're thank giving you away. you very much. You're welcome. Free CDs. No, I
5: appreciate all of this. I great. actually have, this is, my, this is my virgin brush with a call in radio show. So.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing it. I know it <laughs> takes courage to call in and have your life, you know, on the air. So thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great evening. You too. Bye bye. So, Tom, why don't we go ahead and go to our next phone call?
0: Okay, we've got Renee calling, also from Seattle.
1: Hi, Renee. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Great. What can I do for you tonight?
4: Well, I wanted to share a story that I had of um, learning to heal yourself.
1: Please. I yeah. would so appreciate that. Go well, right this ahead. Was
4: many, many years ago. I was working in a um, clinic, and I started getting strange headaches, and they mm. weren't migraines, but they were very intense, so... I went to an ophthalmologist, I went to a doctor that was in the clinic area, and none of them said there was anything wrong, but I knew there was.
2: And I found out that
4: I was one of the 1% of women that get cluster headaches.
5: Oh, right, yeah. And so then I thought, okay, I'm going to find all the triggers,
4: and I did,
5: and they went away. Oh,
4: congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to be on medications. I, I had to find a way to help myself. And so now I'm just calling in to see how my energy field
1: is now. Well, I can tell you, as soon as I heard your voice, your energy felt great. Oh, good. Yeah, it felt wonderful. And so you found triggers that yeah. would lead you to the headaches. So you basically had to listen to your body. Yeah. Which is what we're talking about today. And we're, we're so busy. You know, even when we're not actively doing something, we're sitting down thinking about what we need to do yeah. or what happened five years ago or the future. We have a very Most human beings have a really hard time being present and just assessing what's happening in their body at the moment right? Definitely. Right. And so what do you do to help you stay in that state of being more present? Do you have a practice of some oh, sort?
4: Oh, yeah. I um, I exercise, mm-hmm. um, nutrition, you know, listening to my body and eating healthy food, healthy food choices and meditation and, and lots of reading.
1: Wonderful. And yeah, I think all those
4: things really help. And it's adjusting, you know, it's Right, oh, it, maybe eliminating a, a favorite food that was one of the triggers, but knowing that you feel good, so you don't miss it.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. change is a big part of listening yeah. to the body, because you know people will hear things and they go, "Oh well, I don't want to do that." Yeah. Well, hmm, yeah. you know, just like when I noticed I was stressed and uh, and one of my body parts has been acting out lately, and I sat down and listened, and I was kind of surprised with a food elimination that I needed to do, but yeah. as soon as I did it, uh, I noticed that my body felt a whole lot better. Oh yeah. Right. So it's. Learning to be still, Um, Qigong is a wonderful way to spend time with the body, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Meditating, exercise, just listening. Your energy actually looks very, very good. Although there's an interesting, I see this kind of lightning bolt in a part of your body. It actually starts a little bit above the right knee, Mm -hmm. moves up the thigh, and then it stops before it actually hits the groin area. So I don't see this lightning bolt Moving up into the hip. Oh, okay. But it's so it's basically in my mind in kind of a muscle. Oh,
2: okay.
1: So do you get any muscle um, problems yeah. in that leg? Sometimes I do, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I do. And oh. it, it, it could be from um, some nautilus type exercise I do and it comes and goes. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Right. But it's not consistent, no. which is great. Is it kind of sharp when it happens? Um, yeah, okay. it can be, yeah. Okay, because it's this lightning bolt, so to me that could be a little intense. So yeah. I'm actually just moving it, because there are certain things that mean things to me. I've looked at so many people's bodies, right, and I've created this library in my brain of what symbols mean to me, what symbolic information means. And yours is a little bit of a conundrum, because you're actually... Um, uh, very bright. In my mind, you know, a lot of things, you've studied a lot of things, you're very interested in a curious person. Mm-hmm. And so your body doesn't always go with the normal flow of idea. You know?
0: <laughs> well, It yeah. just doesn't. It just no, it doesn't. doesn't.
1: Right. So that we're in the lower half of the body, which is about feeling grounded, connected to the earth, pulling up loving, wonderful earth energy. Um, and so, so that's the main vortex that I'm thinking of. Are both of your parents, have they passed over? Um, no, they're still here. They're still here. They're are, still here. Are they ill, or are um, they, is their life challenging right now?
4: Not any more than anybody else on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody has their challenges right now, but they're, considering their age, they're doing pretty well.
1: Okay. Yeah. Do you feel that the three of you can communicate in a way that feels good to you? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you feel content about the relationship yeah. and all of that. So if I were to ask you about, is there anything that you do worry about your parents or your relationship with them? Is there some, because even as I'm speaking, the lightning bolt is turning red, which is an indicator to me that I'm most likely on a subject matter that's related to that muscle.
4: Well, you know, I'm real close to them. Probably of all the children, I'm probably the closest to Mm -hmm. them, you know, making sure everything's okay with them. And Mm -hmm. so. There could be some subconscious stuff going on. Sure. Yeah.
1: So here's the homework assignment. Otherwise, okay. your energy looks great to me, Good. by the way. And um, what I would recommend that you do is, um, you know, because our parents, ho- you know, eventually are going to leave the planet yeah. right and most likely before we do N- yeah. not in every circumstance but most likely and so if you could come up with a plan cuz you're also a de- you know you are also detail oriented in my mind you like to know what's next mm-hmm. type of a thing if you could start to plan how you're going to relate to your parents once they're gone because oh, okay. I think if you know, you have an idea of how you're going to communicate and ha- continue a wonderful relationship with him while they're on the other side, I think that that lightning bolt will calm down in your leg. I like that. Good. Yeah, good. So, no, your energy looks great. Oh, good. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for healing yourself. I'm yeah. so proud of you. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. In. Oh, you. and oh. don't forget to write into the website and maybe oh, okay. your name and your address and which CD you would like to have sent to you. I will do that. Thank Great. You. Thank you so much. Mm, bye bye. So tonight we've been talking about how people can heal themselves because I really do believe people heal themselves. In fact, I give credit to all my clients when they make changes in their life, because I can give them homework, then they have to walk out of the house, down the driveway, get in their car, and it's really the choices that they make, the changes that they make, the belief systems that they, the new ones that they create in their life that change their life, and so they get all that credit. I'm happy to be a facilitator to help them manifest those things, but they're the ones who have to do it when I'm not around, because I can't follow them around all day telling them what to do. On um, October 30th, the day before Halloween, we will have Amy Roberts, the tarot reader from Washington State. Um, She's also a reader at East West Bookshop in Roosevelt, Seattle. She will be here for Halloween in celebration of that, doing some tarot readings. And then in November, we are actually going to have... Um, Phil Larson, he wrote a book, The Anti-Diet. He lives in Sedona, Arizona, so he'll be calling in. He's a registered nurse and also does wellness um, therapy work for individuals. And so he'll be um, on the air with us, and we'll be taking callers. I love his new book called The Anti-Diet. It's wonderful. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. I'm glad to be back in Seattle. Appreciate all the travelings and the people that I met. Thank you so much for calling in. And again, the rest of October, we'll be giving away free CDs in celebration of one year on KKNW. Have a wonderful evening. Joyful blessings until next week. Bye-bye.
0: Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW, Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3, Seattle.